All right, that, that should, we should probably have a snippet somewhere. Somewhere there, Pratty will, will have a I'm, lot. I'm sure Pratty will chop one up for us anyway, if there isn't. You smart. Um, yeah. so let's get Last started. Last week's one actually, fuck, that made me laugh. You very smart. That was funny as. Yeah. You a genius. I loved it. Yeah, me too. All right. I appreciate you. What's going on everyone? It's your boys from Melbourne and we are back for now a standard edition of the official NBA being cast. I'm going to stop calling them special editions because they are no longer special. It is just standard. We now record away from home. We are still going to be stuck in lockdown for the foreseeable future, so this is just how it's going to be going forward. However, fortunately, we are still sane because the NBA is still going, NFL season has started. And football has started, so yeah, it's not likely that you'll be hearing about uh, suicide from one of our boys because <laughs> we have absolutely nothing to do. No inclination that would that would lead to that. No. So yeah, basically sports keeping us alive right now. Otherwise, there is absolutely nothing to do in the city of Melbourne. There really isn't. Um, yeah, like quite honestly, we were just talking about it before we kicked off, like... It's just draining, like obviously all of us <clears throat> on the Beancast, all three of your hosts, we don't have Pratty with us today, as Kaz failed to mention. Um, but yeah, all three of us doing uni from home, um, still working, it's just draining, like you seem to have more time, but just, I don't know, it's sapping almost. Um, but yeah, without sport, it would be even worse somehow, Too hard to fathom that, but fortunately, <laughs> there is sport, so we move on. Yes, there is. So, Bill, um, I hear that now that Pratty is not here, we do, since Pratty is the person that handles the trivia, what have you got lined up for us yes. in terms of trivia? Yes, I've got some good trivia. Also, some, some great discussion points. Obviously, me and you are, are quite the uh, entrepreneurs in terms of just making up uh, discussions on the spot. But I do have some, some good topics for us to, of course. to delve into, um, apart from the, the obvious um, standing right in front of us that Jimmy Butler's just a, an A-minus version of Michael Jordan. Um, <laughs> but that bro, leads you're me... You're disrespecting him by calling him an A-minus <laughs> version of Michael Jordan, bro. Hey, Michael Jordan's an A-minus version of Jimmy Butler. Exactly. Um, anyway, yeah, that leads me. I've got two trivia questions today, both um, pretty re relevant um, regarding the finals that we've seen so far today, which has been surprisingly competitive from my viewpoint. I didn't expect Miami to... Every series Miami have gone into, apart from the first round, I've really thought that they're, there's just no way they can compete the other, the other team that they're facing far too talented but what we're seeing is just like a they're probably not going to win the finals this series but we're just seeing like i'm absolute, not writing them off now yeah man. no we're uh, not we, we're, we, we're, we've made that no mistake means, yeah by between you and me where we're taking miami and seven but what we have seen is a, an absolute coaching clinic from eric spolster um incredible been in yeah it's been very very um enjoyable to watch a team that is clearly far inferior than the opposition yet just fight like all hell every single game um uh, the, the only way i can summarize it is if, if miami are within 
three possessions of you with five minutes to go, you, you probably don't want to be on the court playing against them. Um, but no, anyways, yes, this leads me to the NBA Finals slash playoffs statistics. Mm-hmm. Got some great trivia for you. The first one you will thoroughly enjoy, okay? In NBA history, in the playoffs, this is a criteria because I, I, I presume you'll, you'll just want this. Um, mm-hmm. Minimum of 50 games played, mm-hmm. two Whoa. players. Yeah, okay. this yep. is just a criteria in, in the playoffs. So two players in NBA history have averaged above 10 assists per game, and there's another player above nine. Can you name all three? So all above nine, but then two are above 10. Wow, okay. Um, above 50 games. So Chris Paul? No. Magic Johnson? He is at first with 12.3. <laughs> that That's a crazy. joke. That is a large number of assists per game. That's a joke. Game. Yes. Um, John Stockton? Yeah. I, I, I said before we started you were going to get the trivia. Yeah, Johnny Stockton. Right. He's second, so he's the other one above 10. You're actually getting All this right. in order. Isaiah Thomas? No. Jason Kidd? Nope. LeBron James? Nope. Does he play point guard? Yeah, point Number guard. Number three? Point guard. Okay. Recent? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's Rondo, isn't it? It's Rajon Rondo. 9.1 yep. assists per game in the playoffs. Hey, shout out my man, Rajon Rondo. It's, yeah. Like, it's kind of hard watching him play for the, I know. the Lakers I as know. a Celtics fan. But, like... I I want him to win another ring, man. It's like the, the guy's ultimate, a Celtics legend. Yeah, it's like the ultimate NBA sin. Like you can't be a Laker player and then go and play for the Celtics, or you can't be a Celtics player and go and play for the Lakers, and he's gonna win a ring for them. It's crazy. Hey, we could have uh, probably could have signed him, but I mean, a lot of teams probably could have. Um, yeah, yeah, he's, he's played been un- really well. He's another there. player yeah. that's been unreal this playoffs. Yeah. All right, that leads me to trivia question number two. Okay. Mm-hmm. There have been two players in NBA history in the playoffs that have recorded a 30-point triple-double and five steals in a single game. Can you guess who they are? So num- Jimmy Butler just did it. So yeah, that yeah, would be one. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's obviously where the trivia comes from. Shout out, um, Jimmy. Ooh. The next one's tough, though. 30-point triple-double. There's not too many NBA players in history that could have done something like that. Uh, all right, let's open up with Wilt Chamberlain. Nope. So, um, since steals were first tracked, I'd assume steals oh. weren't actually... I mean, all right, we'll, we'll give Wilt the fairness and say the man probably had about 52 30-point triple-doubles and five steals or blocks, but steals and blocks weren't recorded, so... Yeah, they weren't recorded until he's recently. He's ineligible. Right? Yeah, I'd say, like, since steals were re- were tracked, I'd say it would be the 80s off my head. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Magic. No. It was a good guess, though. 
Oscar wouldn't be there because Oscar wouldn't have played in that era when steals were tracked. He's not there. Um, what about Chris Paul? Nope. Nah. No, not CP, nah. I don't think he would have had any 30-point triple-doubles in the playoffs. LeBron? No. Nah. Yeah, the, this, I'm guessing the steals would be the problem here. Yeah, you're on the right track. Like, who can get a lot of steals? But they're also obviously quite a proficient player. James Worthy. No. <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to go back to like all the players that I know would have racked up like insane yeah. um counting stats. I can give you a Let's hint. See. Jerry West. Yeah, all right, go. They've made the finals. They've made the finals. Yes. Are they a recent player? Uh not that recent. They've they've been retired for a while. Hmm. At least, uh, twenty tens, two thousands, two thousands, two thousands. Interesting. Kobe. Nope. Kobe hasn't done it. Okay. Um. Yeah, I feel like he would have gotten close a couple of times. Ah, yeah, I'm probably gonna tap out on this one. Who is it? Uh, I'll, give, I'll give you another hint, and and you you'll get it for sure. All right, All let's right. go. They've played against Michael Jordan in the NBA playoffs. In the NBA playoffs, yes. I can be more specific if you really need. Who the fuck is it? Is it Shaq? <laughs> I already guessed Kobe. Um, <laughs> no. No, nah, I'm lost, man. Who is it? I can't remember what year he played against MJ. Hang on, I need to get clarification. What year did... Oh, I was going to tell you. What year did Seattle play? Oh, is it Gary Payton? Yeah, it's Gary Payton. Oh, I can't remember what year yeah, they played. Um, um, I think it was 96, wasn't it? It might have been 96, because then 97 would have been... Utah. Yeah, it was 96, yeah. Yeah, Early it was Gary 96. Payton though. Good, good get. Yeah, the night no, yeah. once you said I would, Seattle, no, I knew. But the, it was I don't tough know when then. he did it. Yeah, I would have I, thought there'd be more players that would have managed it. I thought like MJ would have done it. I don't know. Five steals point. is a, like a a lot. Didn't MJ average almost three steals per game in a season? I reckon in the what was it the year he did. Like thirty-seven a game. <laughs> it's crazy. His stats are all crazy anyway. But um, yeah, yeah, I think he had. All right, like at several... least according to this source, not MJ. But I'm gonna look into that after we're done today. Yeah, because because um, uh, yeah, MJ had a season where he averaged three point two steals per game. Yeah, and he would have had like thirty points and six and six or something. Thirty-five point. Thirty-five points per game, six assists, five point five rebounds a game. That was the deep boy year too. Pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, forty. You played forty minutes per game that season. That's ridiculous, bro. This man, but don't forget his only playoffs. So <clears throat> he didn't have a triple double that year in the playoffs. 
just looking at it, I mean, like, he had uh, some very, very large games. These are actually, this is actually ridiculous, Kaz. <laughs> no, looking at MJ's playoff stats. Yeah, yeah, 1988 playoffs. This is his points, like, game-by-game game basis. 50, 55, 38, 44, 39, <laughs> 29, 36, bro. Oh, he got bounced God. by... Um, Detroit, yeah. He got bounced by Detroit again that year, and then he won his first title the next year? Yeah, that would have been... Was it the next year or the year after? No, nah, it would have been the year after. Yeah, 90, 91. Yeah, that's still crazy. Yeah, 91. Either way, that's, that's crazy. But that's I think an, it just shows how good, how good stat. Jimmy's been. So, yeah, which leads we need to us... Get more props in. Yeah, which leads yes. us to uh, Game 5, which was quite incredible. A lot of uh, shenanigans going on. Re Daniel Green... Ari, oh, LeBron by, James. By the way, Ari. we didn't do our last podcast before, or we did do our last podcast before Game 3, so we can talk about that as well. That was a masterpiece of a performance from Jimmy Butler in Game 3. Hold as on, well. i gotta, I got to remember Game 3 real, real quick. He dropped 40. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, 40-point triple-double, yeah. yeah. He went bananas. He had a 40-point triple-double on, like, I think 70-something percent from the field as well. That was the the uh, sorry Bam played game four, but that like that's the last game he played without Bam. Like they just had yeah. to win that. If if they they just had to win that game, like if this was going to be a series. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, they're, they're not coming down from three 0 Probably but... like that game from Jimmy will probably go down as like one of the best finals games like ever. It already is, in my opinion. It is like yeah. Yeah, like, like given, like, I was talking about it with you the other day, like, on expectations, Jimmy's, like, a borderline, like, top 20 player before these playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, he's probably on, on, in the lower end of the top 20. And then, like, for, yep. for like, it, it's one thing for LeBron, like, yeah, top three of all time to, you know, get, get the Cavs to the finals. But, like, this guy's, like, he's not even close to the best in the league. And his two best teammates didn't play the first three games. Yeah, they got smacked in, in game one. Game two, they they came back and made it pretty close in the end. Yeah, they, and then, they would have given the Lakers a heart attack there. Yeah, and then game three was just... They, they just weren't going to lose that game. Like, they just weren't. It was actually ridiculous. And then yeah, we Jimmy s- Butler wouldn't let him. Yeah, and then we've seen it again... In game five, where Jimmy was just like, give me the ball every, literally, every single possession in the last three minutes was just Jimmy on offense, and then he's just saying, well, all right, of course, I'm going to guard LeBron. Like, it's just crazy. The man is just, he is insane. Like, I can't even explain it. Like, it's, it's actually crazy how, like how well he's performed like on expectations he's oh my gosh he's been incredible like, remember how remember how like we've um we've talked about like jamal murray making a huge jump in the playoffs but then jimmy butler's done an even more Greater difficult jump. jump yeah which is like a top 20 player to like he's honestly been playing like a top five player in the playoffs it's been playing like, no, like not a the playoffs top five the finals. player ever like it's just crazy you actually <laughs> had like man it's oh i was saying it before like 
thinking like obviously in recent years like the only thing the only comparison we have is lebron and cleveland and LeBron it's like, in 2015. Yeah. Oh, tw- 2015 as well. I mean, Kyrie's probably. I mean, if if Jimmy Butler had Kyrie, it'd be it'd be a good uh, good kind yeah, of good operation. Series. But what I'm saying is, like, in, in terms of just like being so like your team's so depleted. Like LeBron got them to the finals, but then it's like you you're coming up against Steph and, and KD. They were just never gonna win, and like it's felt like that with Miami as well. But then they're actually they've won two games somehow. Like it's 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 really crazy. It's shocking. I think we are, we we're raving on and on and on and on about Jimmy, and he does deserve all the props. He is he's doing quite literally everything possible on the court. But this Miami Heat team, uh, we got to give some some shout outs to uh Duncan Robinson, Duncan Robinson. to Tyler hey. Hero. My favorite Sims character and Tyler Hero. <laughs> yeah, no, they've been they've been really impressive. Um, Tyler Hero been a bit um more sporadic in the finals. Yeah, but he's I mean, been a he's little bit off. In still the finals, a still but... a rookie, but Duncan Robinson, woo, man, flamethrower. <laughs> what fire yesterday? Yeah, and um, yeah, he gets a little bit um hunted on the defensive end as LeBron basically just demands screens until he can get Robinson or Hero to defend him. It's yeah. pretty fun to watch, actually. But, um, yeah, like, while they do get abused on that end by LeBron James, who wouldn't, let's be honest, um, they're still both... Like, what I like is that they still, they're still confident on the offensive end, despite yeah. that. I mean, they're still confident A lot confident of players have dropped D. their head. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. There was a, like, there was a well, play late in, in Game 5 where um, J- Jimmy... Like had LeBron, and then they like like uh, Lakers like, you know, screened. screened. Yeah, they screen to try and like get a switch, and obviously LeBron just as soon as he he sees the switch, he's gonna attack it. And Jimmy like managed to stay pretty close to LeBron, and then like Jimmy contested the shot pretty well, and then Hero just comes in like from the front of LeBron and just jumps in front of him to try and block the shot. I was just like, huh. Like, are you crazy? Yeah, oh. that that was that that was not a good play because I think they got a bucket on that one. I mean, he did, Hero but like just to see, jumped him. on the yeah, but just to see him, like you know, actually, you know, he's the, like the desire to block, yeah, like, to compete like he's against six LeBron. Foot, yeah, yeah. yeah, like that's why I admired um, Jalen and um, Jason Tatum a couple of years ago. Like they, like I was talking to my mate who goes for the Celtics about it, how like. The the way like that you can beat LeBron is by like literally not being scared of him. Like Golden State knew they could win, so they they just didn't give a shit. Like it it didn't matter. But then when yeah, you exactly. see like see against these other teams, and it's like oh like they they just don't challenge him kind of thing. Like he, he's gonna drive to the ring and like you know he's gonna dunk it. And then how many people just sort of step out of the way? Whereas Miami, mm. they're just like I don't care. <laughs> like. I, like they literally just don't care. It's actually crazy. Yeah, and so I, I know you're not a boxing fan, but um, LeBron kind of reminds me of Mike Tyson from back in the day, where like the fighters that went up against him would lose before they entered the ring. Yeah, the like, mentality. They, they knew that. Yeah, yeah, they knew they were going to get knocked out within, probably going to get knocked out within the first round. They were like visibly terrified going into the fight, so yeah. like they they'd already lost before they yeah. started. Yeah, whereas yeah. Miami, are, like they have no right to be in the series and now it's kind of like well now they're 48 minutes away from doing the forcing un- a game seven doing the unthinkable 
Um, forcing a game. So really impressive to to see. I think it just speaks volumes to the like the, just the mindset of the whole team. Like it's it's not just Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson being willing to do this. It's their whole team like yeah it's it's it's, like it's it's like their entire cast of role players and one thing that i've noticed is that the heat role players have generally been much more consistent than the lakers ones like at least in the past couple of games i think that they they probably are better um at least in terms of all-around um ability the the heat role players probably definitely better they probably cover more aspects of the game um, which is completely fine from a Lakers viewpoint. Like you've got you've got LeBron and AD. You you don't need a whole heap of uh, output from your no. role players. But I I do agree. You just you need them to be average. Yeah. Like have average games. But the Heat the Heat role players being super consistent. Um, and just like one of them sort of popping up for a, a pretty good game every night, especially with Bam and um Dragic out, has probably been key. I think mm. now that now that Bam's back. Is, is probably a big, big thing for Miami. It probably does take the pressure off of, like, Robinson, Hero, Jay Crowder. Those, those kind of guys probably aren't going in thinking, like, oh, one of us, like, has to score, you know, 20 or more points tonight just for us to be in a position to compete. So Yeah, but Bam's been... I've noticed that Bam's been a little bit off um, since he come, came back. It's probably because, probably like, he rushed. can't... <laughs> yeah, no, he, he can't, like... Um, do that drop step that he loves to do in the post and yeah yeah it's kind of hard to get your arms above your shoulders if you've got a screwed up shoulder so like it's harder to dunk throw up layups and stuff like that yeah it's yeah like you can still feel his presence on the defensive end oh yeah um, he wants all that he he wants all that smoke um and i think what did you what did you think of that last play yesterday the last play um it's kind of tough because I mean, well, apart from LeBron traveling on the catch, as, as oh, we that's, discussed, that's a, that's a given, mate. <laughs> I, I said live. I yelled out, "That's a travel." He took two steps, and then when I watched it happens the, on like fifty percent of just NBA funny, gatherers. Like, it's I watched, just standard. I watched the replay this morning, and I, I was messaging my mate, and I was like, "I was actually wrong about the LeBron travel. He took three steps, not two, on the catch." Yeah, he he did but, like a full shuffle. Yeah, on but the catch. no, I, I'm a big fan of the refs. Put, putting the whistle away um especially for a play where like it, there's no sort of real like effect on the like eg the jimmy butler getting the free throws when Giannis hit him 10 seconds after he landed from shooting like there's no i, I hate that like let let the players decide the game if there's like an actual foul that's affecting a shot or a, a pass or something like that in the moment all right fair enough call it but for for things mm. like that, yeah, I don't care. Whatever, like like let it. I go. think that was a makeup call for the the foul called on Butler or on Giannis previously, which was a phantom on Chris. Foul. So I think on Chris, yeah, on oh, Chris. Sorry, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was a bit but of a phantom. We hate foul. that even more. The the makeup, yeah. like it's it's dumb. Um, yeah, you, I think you, you screwed up. What I think yeah. happened is, um, so the, obviously the Lakers, they they had a they got a timeout. Um, I, I'm nearly certain the play would have been LeBron would have said, well, if, if I get a screen, I'll drive, they'll double team me because they just have the whole way down the stretch. Yeah. They didn't double team him. They quadruple teamed him. Yeah. Well, either way, they're going to try and trap him, uh, which they successfully did. Um, and then obviously he just would have like, it's, it's LeBron. You just say, well, we'll just trust you to play make and 
make the right play. Obviously, passing the ball to Danny Green at the moment is never the right play. <laughs> um, See what one thing that one thing that I didn't really get about that. Right, so when or the criticism for this so when danny green sets the screen you know he's going to be the open shooter on yeah. that play I, if uh, yeah. if you wanted the ball out of danny green's hands i don't know why you wouldn't have set it up with like kcp setting the screen because he was hot that game yeah. but danny green actually wasn't shooting too badly yesterday so i get, like you live with the call he's made you a live lot of with clutch. what happened i mean he's made a lot of clutch shots as well i mean but from the top of the key though i mean he hasn't taken a whole lot of shots from there just the way the Lakers run their offense, it's it's a lot of LeBron up the top, um, and then you got ideally Danny and um, KCP in the corners. So I mean, in terms of that, yeah, but I mean, it's it's the finals. Like you can't get everything you want in on a last possession. Um, I'm no. sure if the Lakers had it back, I mean, maybe they'd think, well, yeah. I mean, me personally, I would have I would have just said to everyone, clear out and let's let LeBron go one on one, but. That's just me. Yeah, the the Lakers, I think... So I think what happens, though, like, a lot of teams, they basically revert to iso ball towards the end of the games. I don't think the Lakers... The Lakers don't do that nearly as much as, like, say, Boston does. Yeah. Because I think they, they do trust that the offense will run better that way. But... Yeah. Um, and they, they don't really have, like, the um, lethal sort of, like, off-the-dribble pull-up kind of operation as well like it's a well, lot I've got of Le- yeah I've got but lebron it's, but yeah, that's yeah it. <laughs> but it's it's more like a like a, he obviously would rather put it on the deck and and drive as well um mm, yeah. i'm almost certain but yeah i don't know i, I feel like i would have rather have lived with lebron going one-on-one against jimmy like he's taller stronger more skilled probably um like yeah i don't know it's kind of hard. Like, I mean, you see the shot Danny Green got in the end, and you can, like, he probably. You're not getting a better shot than yeah, that on that position. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's hard, but yeah. It was, like, one thing that, like, I think the Danny Green criticism is a bit overblown, to be honest, because one, everyone misses, like, open shots. It happens. It happens in every single game. And also, like, it. So, given the circumstances, LeBron's driving into a very packed paint with, like, four defenders. When he forces the ball out, it's going to be almost impossible to get the inch-perfect pass. And that pass wasn't perfect because Green had to pick up and readjust to yeah, get the shot off, yeah, yeah. which, which again, would have played into it. So, like, again, I, th- I think it's a bit dumb. I think Morris does have a bit more culpability. And I think <laughs> Rondo, Rondo and Kuzma, who, uh, who I'd be mad at, to be honest, the two um, four-point players, they, yes. they killed that. They killed them. Yeah. That yeah. Was, that, that's what did it. You can't give Miami, like, any slack like that. Like, they need that to, to be in these games. Like, the, you don't give them that. You Like, the Lakers are just that much better than them that you, you're probably not going to win. Like, yeah, and, like, in, in the words of the U.S. Supreme Leader, that's just <laughs> a low IQ play. <laughs> oh, bro. It's just, it's just a low IQ play. Why would you jump into the shooter? I, yeah. The refs are calling it every single just, time. Yeah, like, ju- just on top of that as well is the, the fact that Miami are capitalizing on almost any defensive mistake that the opposition makes. So, yeah. it, like, it, it, you foul a three-point shooter, that's bad. Like, you, you lapse on D, you look... 
the wrong way, like Duncan Robinson's going to hit a, hit a three from the corner, or like Jimmy Butler's going to get an open layup. Like that's just how they've they're tuned to play, which is like it, it is incredible. Um, but they run a lot of Warriors type concepts. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I I love it, man. You know I love it. The the team mm. dynamic, the team ball. That like I'd say they like I'm with you. Like in terms of like how they play, it's kind of like the Warriors, but the actual team reminded me of um the Spurs, just in terms of the like the actual makeup where it's like you look at the individual names and it's kind of like yeah like that's an okay team, but then like you actually have to watch them play to mm. really understand how how good that team is. They're, yeah, exactly. They're, like they're really good. Um, yeah, they're fully. Like, they're, they've got they've got elite spacing between Robinson. Hero, Jay Crowder has finally taken a step back <laughs> and started to shoot threes and say long twos. Back on the court, yeah. Literally back. Yeah. Um, Bam is a great lob threat and a brilliant passer out of the high post. Yeah. Butler, I mean, he doesn't take a lot of threes, but he can. He, but he, he can, can score. <laughs> yeah. He, he can, can score. Yeah. He's a scoring threat, so Seems the defenses to have to what respect he wants him too. Yeah. He's just exactly getting whatever he wants. It's crazy. Yeah, and again, big shout-outs to Spo. Incredible coaching performance, especially against LeBron James and Frank Vogel, who are both known for making adjustments over this course of the, the series and the season as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Spo's the man, like, you know, every bit as good as, as Jimmy Butler in in all all aspects. It, it's, yeah, it's honestly been inc- incredible. Every series, Spoh's like, been making people Miami's look like played. fools for like the past what ten very, years now. Very long time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, sorry, eight years since since he got LeBron. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. LeBron wanted him. Imagine if they fired Spo when LeBron wanted him gone. Oh, we'd be ringless. I mean, what? <laughs> Who's we? <laughs> no, he, he, he. Oh yeah, he'd be ringless. Yeah, like bro. Oh yeah. Oh, he might have. He might have got one maybe with Pat Riley. Probably coaching. would have left. Riley was a brilliant Miami coach straight away. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It's been. It's been awesome. Awesome to see. Hopefully that um he's got a couple tricks up his sleeve for Game Six. I hope. How good has it been having a competitive finals? Yeah. Like. Like. I was thinking about it. Like. Even though we kind of don't think Miami can really win. Yeah. It's been. It's been nice. It's been a while. It's definitely like it's been a it's, while. it's been it's worth watching. That's the difference. Yeah. I mean, to me, Golden State were always worth watching just because of like the pure basketball ability of the team. We will probably never see again, but in terms of mm. like it yeah, it actually being a contest, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz like at least you true. know that like like Miami could do this. Whereas yeah, with yeah. Cleveland versus Golden State, you knew this. I mean, if you had asked me last week, I would have said no. But I did message you yesterday saying, well, I'm telling you there's a chance. <laughs> game, a, get, greater than if it goes, zero number. If it goes to game seven, who knows? Yeah. Seriously. I'm, I'm worried for LA. Like, it's, it's just that whole, like, mentality thing now. Like, it's, you just, oh, we can't see three three ones blown in the same year we just can't like there's just no way is there there's no. a way there is <laughs> and w- when you say when you say the mentality thing right it's kind of weird because like 
LeBron has performed as well as you could ever expect, like, anyone to, yeah, even, like, a top three player of all games. time. two games. Like, it's crazy. They lost yesterday, even though LeBron had one of the... had an incredible game, because, like, th- he had no help. The role players didn't step up at all. To be fair, and this I is could... exactly what we both said coming yeah. into the... I mean, despite all the the shenanigans, the poor shit house performances from the, the Clippers and whoever else, the the foundations of the LA team, and similarly to the way Houston have played in, in the last, since they got James Harden, has been that if your number one guy plays well, you will probably win the game. But this LA team isn't exactly like a... I'm sure you'd agree. It's it's not anywhere near the Cleveland teams in terms of being optimized for LeBron. Um, where in that no, in, it's a, yeah, in, it's in, a, like in Cleveland, if he played well, like they're they're just gonna win the game unless they're playing Golden State. But now they they just don't have as many like snipers from three, um, stuff like that. So it's kind of like I I said before the before the playoffs that if they're gonna win at all, AD's really got to show up because these these role players like we've seen. Apart from KCP, been very, very sporadic. Like, Rondo has been extraordinary the whole playoffs, but his scoring... He's played better than you can expect, Rondo, Yeah, but his scoring hasn't been. So then there's games where he's on the court, he can get his five or six assists, he can can defend, he can grab a few rebounds and, you know, like, have some good outlets. But if he's he's going, like, one of seven from the field, it's just not enough with with this team. And we've seen that, and, like... AD and LeBron combined for, off my head, I don't even know, it would have been mid-60s yesterday. rest of the team combines for 40. No, nah, AD and LeBron m- m- accounted for like for 81% of the Lakers' points yeah. when it came to, um, <laughs> like, ass- ac- crazy. including assists. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah, accounted right, for yeah, 81 yeah. out of, like, 100 and something of the Lakers' points. Yeah. It was ridiculous. So, yeah, like, it's it's going to be interesting to see because it, it does seem like Spo may have not figured it out because i don't know if you can but sort of just figured out a strategy that will maximize miami's chances yeah to to at least slow down the lakers role well yeah it's kind of kind of reminds me of um what we what we said with lebron in cleveland where like he's he's gonna you know have it that much and have you know that many chances to score or or assist that you you're literally just better off trying to sort of minimize everyone else's output which is which is kind of what they're doing yeah. so yeah it's but then i think i think the difference here though is that in golden at least when it was the Cavs versus golden state um the thing with the role players back in in cleveland they were all a lot of them were actually good three-point shooters oh they were snipers the lakers, all of them. the lakers are not actually a great three-point shooting team because they get a lot, yeah. Like they, 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 get they, a they lot. shoot a lot. Yeah, they're not a very high percentage three point shooting team. The, yeah, there's not so, many guys on that team that you could say like, yeah, they could go, you know, five or six, five or seven tonight. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, but but they don't have to be. They just need to shoot. Yeah, average. Like yeah. They, they just they just need to be have average games for them, and yeah. the Lakers will be fine. The problem is recently they have not been having average games for them. It didn't happen in game three. And it hasn't happened again the night, the day before as well. I mean, at the end of the day, I I mean, at the end of the day, I think um, over the next couple of games, I think the Lakers should still win because I mean, I can't imagine all the role players except KCP shit the bed 
again because that's pretty unlikely. But um, like, I mean, if, I can if imagine it does it. happen again, <laughs> I, mean, it's I, unlikely, I can imagine. Yeah. It. yeah. But if it does happen again, um, yeah, like whatever LeBron it's does, trouble. you, you can't trouble. play basketball one on five. Yeah, it's it's trouble. Yeah, um, and even AD, like while he hasn't been like poor, he's got mm. to take more advantage of Bam not being a hundred percent. Like he just no, he, but a, th- th- this is why I'm to. saying one on five because AD's not a hundred percent either. I mean, when is he ever a hundred percent? But he's not a hundred percent either. <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, it's it's true, but yeah, like he's got to show up though. I mean. It's, it's yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting game six is gonna be super super interesting hopefully it's close. yeah dude like, how many times has ad suffered a season-ending injury during the series like about 12 times he, he'll be on the floor writhing oh, in pain and then like deal. five minutes later he'll be back on yeah like yeah <laughs> this past game when you saw him go down i thought it was an achilles because it was a non-contact injury where his foot slammed into the ground and he was grabbing his ankle and his ankle didn't roll. It's just so, so I was soft, like, bro. Like, so I was like, all right, it it, it looks like it was the Achilles because he was like rolling <laughs> around in pain. There was no contact. Oh. The trainers were out surrounding him. You know and then what? like five I'm, minutes later, he's back on. I'm surprised <laughs> he wasn't surprised he wasn't holding his elbow in pain after elbowing Jay Crowder in the face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he headbutted me in the shoulder. Yeah, right, yeah elbowed me in the elbow. Yeah, ref. Yeah, he headbutted ref. me in the elbow. Ref. <laughs> oh, cla- all right. Anyways, He's so funny. Anyways, moving, we can move on from the this. The, you know, that's that's the deal. There's game six. We hope it's hopefully a good game one. seven. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, game seven finals. Game seven. It's what it's what everybody wants. I mean, be crazy not not to want it. Anyways, Kaz, that that leads me to discussion. Uh, shenanigans operation. Mm-hmm. We are in the NBA Finals. We are. There are arguably one team or multiple teams that aren't in the NBA Finals that we thought were probably going to make it, that are likely going to do some things in the offseason to make it next year. Um, Possible. Com- coming into the playoffs, for me, the three... Big contenders who obviously um, shit the bed would be an understatement. Being mm-hmm. eliminated in the second round, all three of them, Houston, the Clippers, and Funny. the Bucks. What Funny. do they need to do? I mean, I'm sort of going to give Houston a small benefit of the doubt because Russ clearly wasn't 100%, um, and they lost Daniel House as well. But mm-hmm. that being said, obviously they're going to have a new coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for me, what There's Houston, rumblings that that could be Ty Lue. Yeah, I've saw I've seen this, but I've seen Ty Lue could also be the Clippers head coach. I think he'll get one of the two. He's too good to mm-hmm. not. But yeah, for me, the the Rockets, they kind of just need a sort of a fair run at it. If that makes sense. Just be healthy and. Probably having a coach who's willing to adapt even in the slightest would be helpful. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we move to the Clippers, who I've never seen a meltdown occur in three consecutive games in the way that it did. It was quite uh, remarkable. Tremendously entertaining. Yeah, it was quite remarkable to watch uh, Doc Rivers persist with Montrezl Harrell. Um 
pretty sure Treasure's a free agent now. Can't see him going back. Just probably too much sort of tension now. So mm. I think for the for the Clippers, I said it a while ago, it's potentially a good thing that they've lost now just as like a, a big wake up call. Kinda like like um like Golden State. Like you lose I mean, I know Golden State ended up getting KD, but they at least knew after that series, hey, we have to you know we have actually, to do something. We actually have to rock up to every game. Like we have to be be switched on. We have to be be prepared. Um yeah. I like that I'm saying that there's a given the personnel on that team that there's a there's a fairly good chance that this happens to the Clippers. Um but it's it's interesting because they oh never seen a meltdown like it as I said and and another thing the coach you you need a coach who can get this team going like it's it's really strange like you could be in a year next year where similar sort of operation happens where you know Kawhi does need to miss the ten fifteen games you could have another couple of injuries to some key personnel like what what's what do you think that they've they've got to do to to get there? Me, so I think one. I think there were two things just from a roster perspective that the Clippers were missing. So they were clearly missing some playmaking, in my opinion. So one thing that really, uh, which has been underrated, is that the Clippers' offense towards the end of games, especially, is very one dimensional. They just run a lot of high pick and rolls with Kawhi and Lou Williams, and that's largely due to the fact that they don't really have playmakers that can get the ball or that can run the offense at a high level in those sort of sorts of situations or that they can trust to run the offense at a high level in those sorts of situations so I think getting one of those would be quite important and I also think that they do lack a bit of room protection when Zubats racks up a lot of fouls because he does tend to do that and when he does the Clippers have to play Harrell at the five which is obviously not ideal um and then, yeah, from a coaching perspective, I, I think that they could, it, w- it probably was time for Doc to go. Um, but yeah, I'll be interested to see who they hire. Um, there's rumblings that it could be tight. There's rumblings that it could be Mike Brown, which would be interesting because Mike Brown, while he is a defensive savant, um, not so great for offenses. And I don't know if they've got the offensive personnel to basically do a LeBron situation where you've got LeBron who is the offense you just need a coach to take care of the defense yeah no nah, I I wouldn't like that either I've seen um Chauncey Billups also mention I think he'd be very interesting um does Chauncey want to coach yeah supposedly supposedly a chance which I thought was was really interesting um he's the guys want to coach crazy Chris Paul probably coach next year um <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I just would like to see him play, like, as you said, sort of like a more team-oriented style. Like, you've got that many weapons. You you can't waste them. There, there was games in this year's playoffs where Kawhi literally didn't touch the ball for the first three minutes. Like, <laughs> and, I, like, I, I fully get that. Like, I said to you, like, seems like Kawhi was willing to let his team get going, but at the same time, you don't give the man the ball. Like, You've got to get him involved. Yeah, I just found it really weird, like, <clears throat> like really weird. Like, I, I just didn't, I don't know. It's, yeah, I think they just need a yeah coach who's going to say, like, hey, we actually do have these guys called, you know, like Landry Shamit, Marcus Morris, who can shoot the lights out. Let's, 
you know, let's make sure we're we're swinging the ball, actually actually doing some things. Because I mean, see, there's a bit of a curse with Marcus Morris because <laughs> Morris will he can shoot, but he will take a lot of bad shots. Oh, there's no so bad need shot a coach, for a Morris, Kaz. So you need to force, or you need a coach that will say, Marcus, bad shot. <laughs> no. No, Marcus. No, bad Marcus. Praddy, Praddy, speaking of our our great um, co-host, the great man, Mm. he recently purchased a dog, so that's why he's unable to attend today. Bit of dog-related shenanigans still. Mm -hmm. It's a very young dog, you see, and it's his individual dog, not his family's. A bit of Bit of a training operation. Got to teach it how to play some defense and and such. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, on the Clippers though. Yeah, I I think just a coach who's you know just gonna get them playing more team oriented style of basketball. I think they definitely had the P. I mean, they were the most talented team on paper by a, a long way, in my opinion. Um, yeah, in terms of like, yeah. if you're grading players on like. A one to ten scale, yeah. Especially like positional wise, like yeah. yeah. So, so if what if what you did was you ranked, you you gave each player a mark out of ten, and then you totaled them up across the league. The Clippers would probably have the highest score. They'd be they very, probably didn't fit yeah. the best. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think. I, th- oh. I think it just comes down to also like the role players just needing to accept their roles in the offense. Like you, you can't have Marcus Morris jacking up. Stupid shots taking the ball out of your star player's hands. Marcus Morris, uh, I think he was a bit of an outlier. He was very good in the playoffs. Um, but I, I do agree with you. There was, like, when Reggie Jackson was getting a whole bunch of minutes when yeah, that was, Pat um, Bev was injured. Like, to me, if, if Pat Bev was fully healthy, they probably would have been fine, like, for the whole playoffs. Just because, like, he's... I mean, he runs around and then yaps like an idiot, but he is a very smart basketball player. He, he's not going to take 15 shots a game like Reggie Jackson. Um, so, yeah, I, I think sort of similar to the Rockets, to be honest with you, probably like a fair run at it and just like a, a new perspective of a coach who's mm. sort of willing to say like, hey, let's, you know, let's try and get everyone incorporated. Cause they did have games during the year. Like, they was dropping, like, 140, 150 points, stuff like that. Like, good team. You can't be wasting having a good team like like that. So, I- I'm kind of glad that they Clippers did sort of pull the trigger on Doc and say, well, sorry. We but... need to move in another direction, yeah. Yeah. I Like, it's harsh because, I mean, I know it is only the, the first year and, and it is not easy getting a whole bunch of talent to work together, but... Especially when, when one of them is named Paul George. <laughs> but when you have that much talent, there are expectations. Like, I could not have imagined Golden, imagine Golden State losing in the second round in no. 2017. It just wouldn't have happened. Um, no. Steve, Steve Kerr would be, uh, yeah, he'd be back um, presenting games, not coaching games. So, um, yeah, like, it, it's harsh, but it's it's kind of justified, especially when the talent discrepancy is that high and the yep. the obvious reasons for you losing were so obvious. Um, it's, yeah, yes. it, it, like, it's harsh, and, but, yeah, it's it was a need. No, I agree. Yeah, and which... on the Bucks, I think the Bucks are an interesting one because there's a few ways that, they, that I actually think that they can improve with their current setup. So number one would be, either Giannis taking more shots or making more jump shots. Number two would be Bud incorporating 
more off-ball concepts when it comes to when teams play the wall. Because when any, they do play... any off-ball <laughs> concepts. Yeah, because because essentially what happens when teams, well, when, when Miami Jeez. or any disciplined defensive team plays the Toronto. wall, is that they know exactly where the shooters are going to be on the court. When Giannis drives in and kicks the ball out, they can scramble immediately. So yeah. if if there is some movement, that'll help. That'll take some pressure off Giannis. Yeah. And then also Giannis improving his decision-making, but I think that just sort of comes with time. He'll he'll be fine. But yeah, I I think um, either that or even just bringing in a ball handler. Like they were talking about CP3, but like a player that can take the playmaking load off Giannis, they can also yeah. handle the ball. I, I definitely and agree. Like Bledsoe is like hand- a point And you can bring Giannis into yeah. the offense in more creative ways as well. He doesn't just have to I handle the ball. I saw a thing. Do you know how many times the Bucks lobbed Giannis this year? Very few, I would yeah, assume, because he yeah. didn't catch many lobs. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like twenty, I think it was like twenty-one. I'm like, this this guy's probably the best like lob finisher in the NBA, and he's getting one lob every. It'll be between four him games. or AD. Yeah, and he's getting one lob every four games. Like it's probably the highest percentage shot, apart from a dunk, that you can get. Um, yeah, I, f- I fully agree with you. I think like Bledsoe's a point guard, and he's a he's like an up. You know, an upbeat energy, good defender, but I just can't see a team sort of winning a championship with him as a sort of your secondary distributor. He's just um, he's just too sporadic, scoring, passing. Yeah, all of the I think whole... you. Yeah, yeah sorry, go on, Bill. Yeah, yeah, no, like he's he's just too sporadic with all of it. Um, I think Chris is fine as your number two scoring option. Obviously, you you don't get the um the shooting splits or the efficiency or the ability to create your own shot like at the the level he does really, um mm. in, in like in what in in one player sort of anywhere in the league. There's there's probably five guys in the league. So. Yeah, they're all very valuable. Yeah, yeah. So especially considering the fact he's a a, a well above average uh defender as well. So. I, I think that I also I've been telling you for weeks now, give me Drew Holiday. <laughs> like I just want Drew Holiday. I think the the rest of it's fine. I'd also like to <clears throat> to me a lot a lot of it comes down to Bud. I mean I've just said that they, they I can't see him winning a chip with Bledsoe playing point guard, but they, they could have if Bud, you know, had have adjusted in any sense of the word. <laughs> I I think a lot <clears throat> I'd like to see next season, hopefully, hopefully anyway, um, is mm. Giannis out of the post because, like you, you've said, his decision-making needs to get better, yeah, but his decision-making... As a already, primary ball handler, yes. Yeah, like, he, yeah his decision-making is already quite good, um, but it can... Like, obviously, you can, you can always get better, especially only being 25 years of age. Yeah, yeah of course. There's, it's going to improve as he yeah, gets older. I, what I'm I saying think, is... If you want to run Giannis as your point guard, he needs to improve massively in a short space of time. If you want to run Giannis as your second decision maker, then he's fine as it is. Yeah, I'd, I yeah, I just think I'd I'd like to see him see him out of the post. The from what I've seen this mm. season when he when he posts up, he was is exceptionally good because number one, he's just about if he's posting up against anybody in the league, it's probably a mismatch because he's bigger and or stronger and or faster than them, so he can easily probably score or his his decision making especially for me out of the posts in the 
So the latter half of the year was really good. And I just could not understand why Bud didn't try and capitalize on this in the playoffs. It, he seems to make it look so difficult to get Giannis to post up and just swing the ball around and get the ball into his hands. I, it's because Bledsoe can't I, make an entry pass. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, I it's don't Bl- know what he's doing, Bud. Like, it's because Bledsoe can't make an entry pass. Yeah, though, that's, this is this is facts. You, you guys, the, the Bucks don't have a player that can make entry it's passes just, for Giannis. I just if, don't get If you do Bud. have that, then yeah. yes, play Giannis out of the post, but you don't, yeah. and Giannis I mean, is the best I'd, passer I'd like on the team. To see, like the the way Houston the build, I don't really see them sort of changing their sort of roster, like mm-hmm. um, their build up. Same as yep. the Clippers, like they're they're gonna have a few ins and outs, but nothing major. Whereas the Bucks, yep. like I can just straight up, like just trade Bledsoe, probably trade a few people to be honest with you, like. Ah, man. I, I'd, I'd trade Bled. Go all in. Try and get Drew Holiday. Something something like that. Like, it's it's Giannis's last year. If they don't do... They don't at least show him that they're willing to at least try and pull strings, then, hey, this guy's probably not going to be there for much longer. It's just, it's just that simple. You just can't waste talent like that in organizations that aren't going to try and, you know do everything they can. Like, I, I know Cleveland went a bit over the top having about 85 different rostered players in a three-year span, but at least they were trying to build a good roster for LeBron James. Um, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know if, if Milwaukee will will do that, um, but I would see, definitely like, honestly, like to see it. Honestly, the only thing I think the Bucks are missing is a guard who can handle the ball and score, like yeah. Malcolm Brogdon. Maybe. It would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, he's, you know. he's been super, super duper injury prone this year, but I, yeah. I do agree. Um, he is exactly what you guys needed. But, I like, if you can get a player like go. him, maybe, like, I've heard that, I mean, Ola, I've heard that Oladipo might want to move out of Indiana, so maybe you could move I'm something for him. I'm hearing that too. I'm hearing that too. But the problem is, I think they've got to get rid of some, got to get rid of the dead weight. Like, you, you have to trade Bledsoe. I don't think you can sign people and keep because then you get that whole thing where, oh, we've still got this guy on 20 mil a year. We've got to play him to make his 20 mil a year. But, yeah, I don't know what the, the Yeah, and Depot's not really do. like a... And I yeah, think he's done, like to be honest with you. Yeah, oh, and, yeah, he's not really like a primary ball handler either. Holiday would be a good idea, but um, he's got a player option in 2021, and there is a lot of speculation that he could um, decide not to exercise that to move to LA. Because he is an LA native. Interesting, Drew. He's a, he's a good get, I think. And they'll have the cap space I want for him, him too. I want him to go to Milwaukee because he's a good player. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, like, there's, there's a whole bunch of options. Um, obviously, there's a, a couple of pieces here and there they can move. Yeah, they're just going to be ruthless. Like, same as the Clippers. Like, just be ruthless. Like, you, you're not... The, very few times in, in history, you will find your organization in a very good position to win a championship. Like, if you're not going to... You're not gonna go all in for that, then when are you? It's yeah. Hey, I've noticed something pretty interesting, yeah. So obviously we know that Portland has the highest payroll in the league, but then Miami is second. Did Damn. you know that? Miami is second? Yeah. How? 
There are only a couple of mil under Portland as well. They have to have some um some sort of Luel Deng operation, <laughs> I'm presuming. And um oh, also no. the Lakers wow, are seventeenth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Iggy, man. Iggy's still on fifteen mil a year, Dragic yeah, twenty. Solomon Hill's on thirteen. Myers Leonard is on eleven. Yeah, that, they, I think they got themselves into a lot of really bad contracts a few years ago. That's um, yeah, that's um crazy. But I mean, yeah, you can't really fault Miami. They've been pretty good for a a fairly long time. Hey, how's now. Washington at number eight? I mean, well, John Wall's back for the first time in about <laughs> ten thousand days next season, so it should be something to see. <laughs> Cleveland at eleven. God damn. Yeah, it's how. Pretty... What are yeah. you guys doing? Yeah, quite, it's just a mismanagement of assets. Quite funny, but yeah, but yeah, no. Nah, um, I definitely think that the league next year is going to be really interesting, especially with Brooklyn cut with KD coming back, Warriors with Steph and Clay. Yeah, I'm I'm really keen for next season oh, as well I as the season. I literally just can't wait. I think it's going to be a blood. Like this year was pretty good. But next year, assuming no big sort of injuries or shenanigans kind of operations, you, you're kind of going to have like another three or four teams back in the mix. Mm. You have like Brooklyn are going to be presumably a very, very good team. Um, obviously, Golden State going to be a very, very good team. Like... Washington with, with John Warback's very interesting because if he's anywhere near what he was, they're also going to be... a decent be, team. They're also going to be fairly good. I mean, at least on the offensive end, it's going to be a kind of first one to 160 wins. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then obviously there's all the, the young teams around the league that are only going to sort of get even better, like your... Dallas, your Bo- Phoenix. Your Dallas, Boston. Phoenix, Boston... Um, even Miami to an extent with sort of Bam and um the the young guards. Hero. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be gonna be crazy. I I, I don't know. I, I hey, think... shout out Kendrick Nunn too, by the way. We haven't talked about him, but he shout played out, really well yesterday. Shout out Kendrick Nunn. I mean he's been pretty average for the for the rest of it, but he rocked up yesterday. And no, but uh, he's been injured though. Out. Yeah, yeah. Admittedly not a hundred percent, but um Definitely, just finding players all over the the place that Miami Heat are. Definitely, yeah, their development to be where they're at. is a ten out of ten. So is their organizational excellence. So we'll yeah. probably skip out on the news because there honestly really hasn't there's, been anything this week. I haven't it's even had a coach signing. The Clippers are still coachless. Yeah, but they, they, said, they got I heaps mean, of they, time they, to yeah, find another yeah, one. Like they they said they were going to take their time, but like for two, nearly three weeks been a long time. No, that's fine. Like they, they, they just need to figure out what all their options are. Need to interview them, all that kind of stuff. It takes time. Yeah. Um. I don't even think we've had any any other news apart from the fact that yeah, Jimmy Butler Finals MVP, Miami Heat in seven. Yeah. Facts. Um. So yeah, let's let's jump <laughs> we into hope. we beg. Let's jump into our favorite segment: <laughs> weekly malnourishment. Tell me you've so, got something. Yeah. So I do actually. Right, this is good. Um. So kind of inspired by um. Pratty's recent... Oh, my goodness. All right, we've got to do it. We've got to <laughs> tell the people. Recent actions. We have to tell the people. All right, um, listen up, listen up. Gather around the right. campfire, y'all. 
All right, Bill, so I'll let you tell the story. All right, our, our man, the great, the great host that is Prad. Several weeks slash months ago, just send us like a, a random message, something along the lines of 58 days, and we're all like, eh? <laughs> and then his nickname is No Context Prad for, for obvious reasons. And anyway, we find out he's getting a puppy um, in said amount of time. We're like, oh, yeah, that's that's quite cool. And then I think it was, was it last week, Kaz? He just sent a video of a, a dog collar getting engraved. Yep. Um, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like when, when are you getting the dog? And he's like, um, uh, yeah, uh, was it Friday or Thursday? No, no, th- thurs- Thursday. Yeah, it was supposed to get it on Thursday. Yeah, so he's supposed to get it on Thursday. And anyway, it's like it's Thursday, Thursday night and um, Praddy's getting his dog. It's like 9.30 p.m. We're all just... You know, like just sitting around piss posting on Facebook Messenger as we do. Because like, yeah, there's I'm nothing getting... else to do right now. Brady's like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting my dog tonight. I'm like, oh, yeah, like that's that's sick. And he's just like, yeah, at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it took like a minute for it to register for everybody. And we're all just like, eh? We're like, Praddy, man, we're in stage four lockdown. And then he, he mentions. We're like, why at 2 a.m.? Like, why why so, like, late? Like, that's that's crazy. Oh, dog's coming from New South Wales, and we we do the whole double, eh? New South Wales? Huh? What about the border <laughs> control? Eh? Anyways, so dog's coming from New South Wales. Okay. The guy dropping dog off goes to Geelong first, and this makes us go, huh? Like, Melbourne's closer than Geelong. New South Wales, what like what's what's the operation here? So essentially, um, this guy basically did a tour of regional Victoria. <laughs> like, so it for our listeners that are not familiar, it'd be like driving around Oxnard in California and then driving to LA. Is um yeah. So anyway, it's like it's like twelve a.m. twelve thirty by this point, where we're all sort of getting tired, but like we can't sleep because we're just sort of making up stories about this <laughs> alleged character dropping off Prad's to be dog. Um, at 2am. At, yeah, at 2am. And um, it turns out that there's a tracker that allowed Prad to see the estimated arrival time. <laughs> and this time just continually got later and later and later to one point it gets out to, I think, about 237 um and Prad just kept saying, "Yeah, it seems like every time there's a delivery, goes up by about half an hour." And then, anyways, Praddy finally actually gets the dog, and Prad is unharmed in the process. And here we are. Exactly. So, what I am, what I was going to propose <coughs> is, what is a situation where you have purchased something? Then before you received it, you were like, oh, crap, what have I done? And then once you got it, what, like while you were waiting for it to arrive or while you were waiting to get it or something like that, mm. and then once you finally got it, you were like, oh, yeah, this was worth it. Ooh. Tough. Got me really thinking for this one. So, yeah, like if, if you haven't got anything, I'll, I'll just help you out yeah, and you start go, off. You, you so go, you for go. me... 
probably my car. So my first car. So that was, I mean, like, it's one of the biggest investments or one of the biggest purchases you'll ever make other than like a house, right? So you want to make sure that you get a decent car. Um, when I finally found the one that I wanted and I was like, yep, all right, let's do it. I'm going to go. Um, put down the, when I just before I signed, I was like, oh crap, what am I doing? Why, why, am, why am I dropping this much money on buying a car? The, like after I signed, got the car, drove home, I realized, yeah, all right, this is amazing. Like I can <laughs> go wherever I want, whenever I want. This is this is great. I don't have to rely on anyone else. I don't have to rely yeah, on public transport. I, I, I don't have to rely on a car being available. Felt like weird the first time you get like in a car, like actually by yourself. Really weird feeling. Yeah, the the first time I drove by myself, I was like kind of terrified. But then, like when I was driving back home after my first ever drive, I was just like, yes. Yeah, you just feel like yeah, it's over, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was the same. Like just feel like yeah i remember like it's just weird that first feeling but then yeah you get you get used to it um i don't really i can't even think of like a delivery operation i've got one from a few weeks ago uh i got home from work i had this gig not gigantic but fairly large package sitting on my desk and i was like mm. huh i was like did i accidentally do the whole click add to cart by accident when browsing. And I was like, no, like there's, there's no way. So I check like my online banking on my phone. I'm like, no, I haven't. Um, so what the hell's going on? I opened the package. Like I couldn't figure out what it was from the outside. Like I obviously made sure it was mine and, and everything like that. Like, I opened this package, and I was like, huh, like, what? Massive, massive confusion, but good confusion. Once I realized what was inside the box was the new Zoom Freak 2s, which was mm. very cool purchase by my so, girlfriend. But it So what was much... the trepidation here, Bill? Was it like, oh, crap, my free throw percentage is going to go... I was going to plummet like a stone after I put these on type uh, of bit. Or? It was more of a, my scoring average will go up from 3.1 points per game to 29. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, I, yeah, I try them on there a bit, a bit comfy because the other, other um, B-ball shoes I've got are the Kyrie's. Um, With no cushion. They're, yeah, like they, they're a snug fit, but if I wear them for like a, a while... Like an hour or more, I, they hurt my um my feet a bit, like my toes, blistery and and such. But yeah, the Zoom Freak Twos seem to have some good uh good padding inside, is uh is nice. But shame I'll never get to wear them on a court because we'll be in lockdown for the next forty two years. Yeah, I gotta love it, huh? I haven't. I I I don't think I've put up a jump shot in like, well, like I don't think I've been able to consistently play since like march i've been oh, to the wow, park wow. once and that was it yeah i went down to kick the footy with a mate actually um last week amazing kicked like dog shit but it was just nice to be able to do it 
Yeah, hopefully, eventually, one day we'll all be out of this and we will be recording podcasts in person and we can catch up again. All right, but let's right do now, it. Let's that do is just prediction. not our reality. All right, let's do the prediction. Has mm. game, game six. Actually, nah. Game seven, Miami are winning tomorrow. Give me the game I seven. I thought it was going to be like a Victoria versus COVID, who gets out first type Ooh, beat. Oh, all right. But, we, can um, do, we can do that as well. We can do that as well. All right. We'll, we'll, so predict, games... we'll predict a date. All right, we'll predict game seven, and mm-hmm. then we'll predict the date of when Victoria's out of lockdown. Yep. All right. Okay, let's do it. All right. So, um, for... All right. Let's if we're assuming that Miami win Game Six just because, because we're oh, yeah, predicting just, Game Seven, just because, yeah. Just, just, just assume that they're going to win because we're predicting for what's going to happen in Game Seven. If it goes yeah. to Game Seven, I honestly think that he can pull it out. I mean, I don't. If it goes to Game Seven, I don't think the Heat can pull it out. I think the Heat will pull it out. <laughs> um, it's yeah, oh, it's tough though because it's it's they're gonna have like two like fights like game six like a fight for their life now the heat like i I think from an outside perspective we've probably all thought like they can't win i don't know about internally yeah i'm done writing them off man because i i think the miami heat themselves i don't think that they ever thought they couldn't win yep agree so i like i don't even know if we can say that like it it really matters for game six or game seven because they just don't give a shit it's crazy um if it goes to seven like oh man i don't even want to try and and predict that like some like a role player from one of the teams is gonna gonna have to do something special to to differentiate i think but, yeah yeah. It'll be it'll come down to whether it's the Lakers or the or the Clippers or sorry the Clippers, the Heat, because you know LeBron is going to bring it. You know Um Jimmy Butler is going to bring it. A D, I'm not because I mean he's he's hurt, but he probably will bring it too. It'll come down to whether Jimmy can get the required support from his more consistent role players, or yeah. if one of the Lakers role players shows up. Yeah, it's oh, I don't know about it. Like, oh, it's all right, woo. all right. Be bold, Bill. Let's do it. I, I reckon right. the Heat. If it goes to Game Seven, Heat are taking it. If it goes to Game Seven, the Miami Heat will win by twenty three points. Damn! All right, <laughs> that's bold. Let's do it. Oh, I'm keen. All right, uh, and for lockdown, uh, proud of um, in tears, bro. <laughs> I'm in tears trying to keep a straight face saying that. Oh my god. <laughs> And for lockdown, we were supposed to review on the 19th, but that's obviously not going to happen. Uh, it's, uh, we're not obviously not going to come out of lockdown on the 19th. So since it's going to take, I reckon it's going to take a long time for us to hit the criteria of yeah. five average daily cases I agree. for over 14 days. Because like, th- this is the hardest part, getting the numbers down from um, around 10 down to like that last little Minus bit to five. Fuel. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon it will probably take at least another. I reckon maybe I'm gonna go with the 18th of Jan- uh, December. Whoa. Okay. 
Oh, sorry. No, not the 8th. Oh, it's got to be a Sunday. Uh, the 20th of December. Mm, I see. I see. All right. I'm going to go like pretty similarly in terms of month. I'm going to say the, um, the, or the 14th of December in the year 2038. <laughs> yeah, possible. <laughs> we're done, Mate, if bro. we don't have a vaccine we're by done, then, we're bro. done. We're done, bro. Um, we're done. I hope you're right. I hope you're right about the Miami Heat. I hope you're right about the lockdown. Um, yeah, that's that's where we're at. Go Heat. Um, go the lockdown or stopping the lockdown, I guess. Hope, let's, let's, let's hope we can pull it out. And on that note... Thank you guys for listening. It has been a pleasure to chat with you lads. Hope you enjoy it. Take care. Peace.